HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, it's January 31st, 2017. We've got some great brewers in the house from New Jersey. First time we've done an all-New Jersey show. And I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Thanks for checking us out. Our sponsors are Beer Sessions Radio, supported by Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world-class ales and lagers. I'm rushing it because this is an exciting show. I mean, Jersey's coming of age. There's some great breweries here in the room. Um, Beer Advocates recognize one of them as one of the top breweries in America. Um, Brian Cassie, my good buddy, he's part of uh, Steal This Beer podcast. Uh, Brian, welcome to the show. How's it going? You're going to be our like beer whisperer guide and uh, walk me through this. I got a room of about you know eight guys that I've never met before, uh, except for Brian Kulbaki from Departed Souls. So let's go around and introduce everybody. So everybody yeah. say, your, say your name, where you're from, and where your brewery is so that our, our listeners can get acclimated. I'm uh, Brian Kolbacki, Departed Souls Brewing Company in Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, Pete Ruther, Brick City Brewing. We're about three miles north in Little Ferry, New Jersey from Giant Stadium. Joe Dalcalzo from uh, Brick City Brewing in Little Ferry, New Jersey. And I'm Blake Crawford from The Elementary in Hackensack, New Jersey. Uh, I'm Eric Carl from uh, Magnify in uh, Fairfield, New Jersey. And uh, I'm the other Eric, Eric Ruta, uh from Fairfield, New Jersey, Magnify Brewing. All right, so Brian, uh, I know you, you and Justin were talking about putting together a, an all Jersey show. Tell us a little bit of background on who we picked and and you know what 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 we should know about them. Yeah, well, I just want to kind of focus on some breweries that are kind of easily accessible right outside New York City. So starting with the farthest, probably you know, forty five minutes out, which is Magnify. Um, I met Eric and Eric a couple of years ago, and. Uh, you know, started drinking their beer, put them on my blog, um, and yeah, they've just uh, gone a long way. Um, next to them, we have Blake, who has uh, opened up a brewery in Hackensack, which is obviously a little closer to the city, um, called The Elementary. 
doing some great, great beers, you know, and they've come on the map recently for a very, very tasty lager. Um, they're just killing it. And then <laughs> right next door to them. Like, say, hey, you, hey, hey, that's <laughs> Blake, for the and Eric the and lager. Eric say, hey, hello, hey, <laughs> all these voices here. <laughs> and then literally right around the corner from them is Brick City, uh, Joe and Pete. You know, they're making some fun, fun, juicy, you know, IPAs, pale ales. They just put out their first sour beer, Cuvée, that is really, really good. Um, just love it. Um, yeah, they're they're right outside the city, right next to, to the elementary. And then we have... Yeah, say hey, bye. What's going on, everyone? Joe and Pete. And then we have... I'm going uh, mi- to mix up all the names. And then we have BK. We have BK to my left here, who's got uh, probably the closest brewery to New York City, uh, right over the water in uh, Jersey City, and Jersey City's only brewery. Say hi, bro. I'm going to poke you really hard if you say anything mean about me. We're, we're that close to each other. <laughs> and Jersey City and, and Brian Kobaki departed. So, so, so guys, here we are. Let, let's go through this. You know, let's set the, the standards here. You know, what is New Jersey beer about? You know, you guys are making top class, world class beers. Um, why don't you start with Eric and Eric at Magnify. Just tell us about your philosophy of making beer, how you guys got into it. Yeah, and we'll do a little snapshot of everybody. Yeah, sounds good. So, um, actually, that, that's a great segue because actually how we got started um, was basically I went to college in Maine. Uh, awesome, awesome beer culture up there. Everybody you know drinks beer from Maine to Maine. There's a huge local community around beer, and you know being from northern New Jersey, there wasn't that same community um, you know a few years ago. Uh, so we wanted to magnify northern New Jersey and really you know make the kind of brewery that we're that I'm that I was used to in Maine. Uh, you know, when I was in college up there, uh, back back home, you know, northern New Jersey. Like, what, what are some of the, the breweries that you liked up in Maine? Um, I remember being, it's actually really funny, uh, I, was, I remember being at uh, Bissell, who's, like, taken over the East Coast a bit, like, you know, three months in when there was, like, not too many people there on a Saturday. It was pretty funny. Uh, Algash, super classic. Foundation, super good. Back when they were at One Industrial, it was just a lot of fun on Saturdays, going there, hanging out. Um, but that's kind of what we were about, and and I think what's super cool about the breweries that you guys picked for today, again, super close to New York, but you know we were all about Northern New Jersey craft beer, um, and those are the four breweries that you picked today, all like super so t- close. Tell us something about one of the other breweries. I'm sure you kind of know them well. Yeah, you know, you're, no. kind, of, you're kind of going to gossip about each other. No, uh, they're actually all a bunch of really nice guys. I mean, as you'd expect in the industry. But I think the super cool thing is like we all help each other out. You know, we're in a bind with hops or you know some blank cans or whatever um, whenever we can like it's the type of thing where when we can we will um, it's not like you know that's the best thing about the beer industry it's not really cutthroat at all yeah, we, yeah uh, we've definitely all, all of our breweries have definitely have stayed up with the with the image of the, the brewing industry and while helping each other out and we continue to do it. I think I've called all of you looking for yeah, something. Yeah, Brian, Brian, I'm sorry we couldn't help you a couple times. We've yeah. called Bad two timing. of them today, actually. Yeah, but yeah, we're, yeah. But we did with Eric and yeah. Blake today. Yep. Yeah. And you guys keep tabs on each other. You, you said that you noticed that Brian Kolbaki at the Part of Souls was posting at 6 a.m. that he was up yes, early. I was like, man, he's going to be tired tonight. Are you guys are you guys trying to outdo each other, you know, no, in a no, family no, competition? No, no, no. No. And then, so, since, since you're talking here, um, Tell us about the Brick City beer, because I don't know what it is that I'm drinking, but it's really good. Uh, it's got the, uh, probably the best label here, uh, <laughs> Yamir Lager. Uh, the flow on it is incredible. Um, no, it's super crisp, super, really good, super bready, but uh, yeah, so, pretty um, bright. Joe and Pete, Brick City. So that's funny. Last night, Tony Ford, the publisher, editor of Ale Street News, was at my place in the East Village, and he brought me. He was really proud that he had a Brick City Ale Street News labeled uh, can. 
Yeah, so uh, Tony lives like a half a mile away from our brewery, so we met him pretty quickly when we opened up. And um, when he um, when he came to us and asked us, it was their 25th anniversary, if we wanted to brew a beer with them, you know, for it. And we just were like, well, we're not going to pass that up. Tony's a really good guy. You know, we put their newspapers out in the brewery and everything. So we ended up doing a We Heavy with them, and uh, we think it came out pretty good. And they had a nice event there at the brewery, and we're sending it out to a few bars to do a few things with them. So... And then what is it about cans? I mean, are, are you is, are you guys all doing cans? And is there a canner that's coming by and working with you? I would like I would there. like to say that nobody in this room cans with me. Brian, plug it, Brian. Brian, what company do you work for? I work for Ironheart oh, Cannon. Wonderful company. If you if you can think about it on the East Coast, we probably can it. I mean, I, I except the, except the three guys in this room, three brewers in this room. So we did start with Ironheart. We did, but uh, we've since moved on and bought it online. But I think every. Guy here has their own line, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's proven that if you put a beer in a can, it just tastes better. Let's get uh, Brian from, from a different canning company. The part of souls. He's, he's dying to say something. I have nothing. To nothing. Do. That's I'm it. not that important. Not even about the cans. We've already covered. I'm too tired to really. But did, did you guys like, Did you guys amp up quickly to having? I mean, you have a canning line at Magnify. Thanks for wearing the logo. Yeah, so I can read your name. But uh, this guy, Elementary Blake. Yeah. Do you have a canning line, too? We do, yeah. We picked up a line from uh, American Beer Equipment, which is uh, our, our favorite uh, equipment vendor based out of Omaha. So we have a good relationship with them, and we, we surveyed around and uh, looked like a pretty good line, so we picked it up. We fired it up in um, October of last year for the first time. And you say, you know, what's the magic thing about cans? As our sales guy tells us, cans are a great way to make beer disappear. It's like you put beer in a can, and <laughs> yeah. it's a one-way trip wherever it's going. You don't have to worry about getting a keg back to make more beer, and uh, people travel with it. It's a great it's a great package for the consumer. So let's talk about cans, because not too long ago it was all about draft beer. People were doing different bottles. Our friends at Pretty Things, people were doing 22-ouncers, and things just changed quickly. You know, when did you guys all decide to go into canning? As, as like, it, it's probably is that, is that the best part of your business? Looking can? at profit and loss sheets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, like it's uh, it's yeah. it's really it's really good for business. Uh, it is. I yeah, think we're in a bit good. of a unique position in this in this particular answer because we have uh, we brew gluten free beer as well as traditional beer. We only have two of them. We've brewed about thirty non gluten free beers in our first year, uh, but. We knew, especially going into the gluten-free market, we had to be in cans right away, uh, especially trying to convince a bar or restaurant to put a gluten-free beer on is, is particularly difficult. Uh, and, again, our proximity in New York City being, you know, uh, we're, we're about three blocks from the Grove Street Path Station. Uh, we want to get that gluten-free beer in the city as well, um, and the best way to do that is in cans. So what are you guys doing? Are you selling cans out of your brewery? Are you, are you d- distributing it to, to yeah, stores? Yeah. We do a bit of a uh, bit of both. We do uh, a ton of retail sales inside the brewery, and then um, you know, if we do a release and there's some cases left over, we have a you know a dozen or so accounts that we'll send out some uh, some cans to to get into liquor stores. Yeah, and Blake, you're, you're a really interesting guy. You you have some kind of tell us about your background. Uh, so yeah, our brewery is very interesting. So I, I'm a chemical engineer, and my first uh, couple of jobs out of grad school were as an engineer for a uh, brewery. So very familiar with brew houses, brew house design, brew house operations. Um, the other owner, Michael, is a uh, PhD molecular biologist from NYU. So we have a um, very capable in-house lab. So at the elementary in Hackensack, everything we do, we do on site. We do all of our own yeast, pro- all of our own yeast propagation, all of our own quality control. 
Uh, all of our own analytics, everything's done on site. So. Uh, Brick City can attest and say that we enjoy having their lab <laughs> right next door because they bring their equipment over to test it out on us. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a nice thing to have. You know, we, we invested a lot in our lab facilities to try to create the most uh, consistent beer we possibly could, and we're, we're happy to, to extend that capability out to our local breweries. That's great. So you guys magnify. So, you know, you guys were part of a big beer advocate article about some of the best breweries. And I know that um, through Union Beer, you're going to be part of our event on March 1st yeah, on your City Brewer's Choice. So w- what have you guys done to set yourself apart? Because you're, like, being yeah, mentioned so, on a national stage. Yeah, so when we opened, we were um, one of the best new breweries in the in the country. Uh, that, so when we opened, we were one of the best new breweries in the country. Their January edition every year, they, do they like, name the best uh, new breweries in the country. Class of 2015. Yeah, so that was super cool. And then uh, we actually are, we're going up on uh, Friday to EBF uh, in Boston, which is super cool also. Beer Fest. Um, but I, I got to give a lot of credit to that to uh, our head brewer, Eric Carl. So, so Eric with E-R-I-C-H. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you, you've got a good backstory. I mean, like a lot of you all have like worked in breweries, but just tell us where you've worked. Yeah, so I you're up there. You're my, one of the top brewers. My my career has been kind of I've been kind of fortunate that I got to work in a lot of kind of contract breweries. So I started out in uh, Greenpoint Beer Works, which unfortunately is no more. Uh, but uh, where we brewed Kelso that was beer, Heartland and Kelso, Harlow and all, and I got to work with uh, kind of all the guys um, that now end up. But they're still Greenpoint. Beer and ales in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Yes. Brewery, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for the, yeah, the confusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, when I worked there, I I, uh, I worked with uh, Sam and Matt, who now own Other Half, and then all the guys that Sam hired to work at Other Half. So uh, I got to work and learn from guys that uh, really, really know what they're doing. Um, and then uh, just getting to brew, uh, you know, I don't know, we did. We were doing like 25, 30 different IPAs and just brewing so many different recipes. Really get you kind of dialed in on uh, different ways to do the same style of beer. Um, from there, I moved to California and I was working out uh, at a, uh, Almanac, which does uh, some really killer sour nice beer. Man, yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, I was working at Speakeasy in San Francisco proper, um, and then moved back uh, to uh, to head up Magnify. So. Um, really got to brew so, so a Eric, lot the of other Eric, So how did how did you find your brewer? Uh, I wish I could say that we knew each other for a really long time, but uh, so he was he's from Philly, uh, and he uh, we met on a pro brewer, and uh, he basically was like, yeah, I'm looking to come back east. I'm like, it's not quite Philly, but it's a lot closer than San Fran, so uh, it worked out really well. And uh, so you guys swiped right for each other. Online? We did, yeah, on <laughs> yeah, Tinder for brewers. Did yeah, you actually. did you like or super like each oh, other? Super like. No, but, but the best part with uh, with working that, with is that the real Jersey character. Everybody swipes right. Yeah, yeah. you oh, got to Yeah. Cast a wide net. Um, <laughs> but uh, the best part about working with him, though, honestly, is we come up with a ton of ideas. A lot of them are terrible. A lot of them are pretty weird and interesting. But he's absolutely fearless with what he wants or what we can make. Uh, and he's got a lot of experience. But, you know, he's, he's cool. With so this, this guy, Eric's fun because the first thing he said to me out and we were waiting at the bar is he says, what are the talking points? So <laughs> I guess we're getting to him. <laughs> yeah. quick, quick again, what's the beer we're drinking? This is yeah, amazing. So this, is, this is actually coming out in a can tomorrow. It's funky. It's, it's like... Hoppy, it's like grass and weed and yeah, super dank. So this is what a is uh, this is an Imperial IPA, nine and a half percent that we brewed in collaboration with Finback uh, for Extreme Beer Fest. Uh, so it's called Smell You Later. Um, our boys at at yeah. uh, Finback love to say that. Yeah. So. yeah, I think right now if you go to your Instagram, what's your Instagram? Uh, Magnify Brewing. Yeah, I think I saw a photo of that today. Yeah, so we're canning that up tomorrow, and then we got it released uh, with two other beers that we're bringing to EBF. Uh, 
in Kansamara at five o'clock. Wait, and everybody, like, be really clear about the beers that we're tasting because we have a our buddies uh, posting it on. Ethan is posting it for Untapped too. So yes. Hey, um, so, Brian, one more thing because we're taking a break in a minute, but you know, uh, thanks for bringing these guys together with Justin. No, you're um, welcome. You know, we, what, what is it about bricks? That I mean, that was like a clean, really great clean beer that we had. Oh, the Pilsner. That's actually my first time having it. I saw the photo go up online uh, last week when I was in North Carolina and had a bit of FOMO because uh, I like lagers. And it is a very fun-looking label. Um, hope the hockey player doesn't sue you. <laughs> we're, we're actually sending him beer now tomorrow. Oh, awesome, awesome. So like he's it. with it. He should do a total, totally do a signing. One thing I like about this is that we're getting a chance to – I didn't have to travel today. We're here in uh, you know Heritage Road Network Studios, Roberta's in Bushwick. Going to meet these guys from North Jersey. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Woo! In 1996, El Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. So no, over 30 I, shows, farm shows, I, cheese yeah, shows, I, but this is Beer Sessions Radio, and we have the, the best North Jersey brewers here. So um, Brian Cass from uh, Steelers Beer and other stuff, blogger, uh, photographer, canner. You're a cool guy, man. Uh, I, yeah, I like to think so. I, I first met you when I was, <laughs> once I was on with Justin and Augie on Steal This Beer. Yeah, yeah. You came on our show last year. You were you were a gracious host. Uh, over you guys at your have spot, like Jimmy's a 43. mobile, forget mobile canning unit. You have a mobile recording unit that's <laughs> bigger than my house. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we call it the B-Rizzle Mobile Studios, not by my choice. Uh, that'd be uh, Augie's coining. But, you, uh, you came out to New York City Brewer's Choice, which is going to be March 1st yep. in downtown Brooklyn this year, NewYorkCityBrewersChoice.com. I'm always proud to put that event on, and that helps support the show. It's a great event. It's a great event to come out and drink local beer, and it's nice you're inviting new people. Like, you know, Magnify is going to be You know, we work closely with, like, Matt Lefkowitz at Union, but but you brought these guys together. So, again, so we, we tried the Brick City Beer, the Pilsner. That's pretty awesome, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so this like, is something we can, we can go out to, to your tasting room and... I can, I, what are some of the beers that you usually have on that tasting room? So we got about... Uh, and again, tell a, me the, the town in Jersey, too. Yeah, so uh, again, we're located in uh, Little Ferry, which is about five miles from Manhattan. And uh, we have about nine different beers on tap at any given point. We like to mix it up. We throw a lager on every once in a while. We do a lot of IPAs, uh, some porters, imperial stouts. And then uh, we've been barrel-aging sour beers since we opened. We've only released one, but... Uh, in the next couple months, you can expect to see a lot more barrel-aged um, sour ales coming out of our brewery. Yeah, yeah, we don't do any of that kettle sour shit. 
I think the coolest thing about Brick City, though, is they, they honestly have uh, the widest variety probably out of everybody here. So on tab, you know, one single time. So they, they kind of mess with everything, you know. Yeah, the, we've, we've been big thank, fans. Thank you, Eric. Here. We're actually very proud of that. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, we do like we do look at that board. And there's like four IPAs up on out of nine. We're we're pretty upset with that, but we do like, like Eric mentioned. We do actually really try very hard to have a diverse. We're here on that. We're gonna taste all your beers, but um, you know. So you, how did you guys get started in brewing? Joe and Pete. A little. I mean, I was stationed I have to look in Germany. at my notes and remember your names. <laughs> I was in the army. and I was stationed in Germany for uh, two years and. So I mean I was I was illegally drinking in the states as it was. I think this but is where we all say thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Really enjoy hearing that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very humble. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, uh, so I like while over there, I just realized that there was uh, there was more to beer than uh, actually just getting drunk. And uh, when I get back, when I came back, I got stationed in uh, Kansas when I got back to the states. And uh, Boulevard Brewing, I had a double wide IPA by them, and basically changed my life. Like I had no idea Which, there was like Boulevard this, Brewing. Yeah, Boulevard yeah. Brewing's uh, double wide uh, IPA, but I had no idea that like the United States was just being overrun with uh, craft beer, and that's like in two thousand nine or eight, maybe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, since then I haven't stopped drinking craft beer. Yeah, and we started, he literally we started, has not stopped drinking yeah. since 2009. You can tell by his uh, breasts, too. <laughs> I mean, are hops, uh, what's, what's, the female, what's the female hormone? Estrogen. Hops Estrogen. Watch out, boys. So we're drinking uh, your beer. Tell us what it is, because this is great, too. Uh, so this is a, a beer called A-Game. It's our flagship IPA. It's a, it's a straight-up classic. elementary A-Game. A- elementary A-Game. It's a straight-up classic uh, from Hackensack. Hackensack. There you go. It's a straight-up classic American IPA. Uh, Centennial and Citra are the hops over the top of it. Um, you know, at our brewery in Hackensack, it's a very Hackensack's a very commuter culture town. So it's a lot of people that are in and out of Manhattan on the train lines. We've got a train stop that's you know a couple hundred yards from the front door of the brewery. Um, so what we normally brew are beers that are very approachable and very drinkable because we have a ton of people who are stopping by on the way home from work or they're stopping by. Um, you know, earlier on the weekend. Uh, so it's very important for us to have a wide variety of beers that are sort of more modest in ABV um, that people can drink with their friends and family at barbecues and that sort of thing. So A-Game's representative of that, 6.5% alcohol. Um, another beer we have on the table is our Hackensack Lager, which is an unstoppable juggernaut of a thing that we just cannot, for whatever reason, make enough of. If you, if you like um, shotgunning beer. It's totally yeah, shotgunnable. Shot- so so I, I can get, so you're, 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 you're American Pale Ale and your lager, yep. are they on tap at the brewery? Oh, ab- absolutely. We and always, in cans, too. Yep, and in cans in retail uh, throughout northern New Jersey. We haven't moved into uh, into New York at all yet from a retail perspective. But at the tap room, we always have eight beers on tap. Um, there are four permanent residents. There's a, residence, there's a, a Key Lime Goza, this IPA, the Hackensack Lager, and... A dark English mild called Mr. Stevens, which is are they, are they ridiculously popular. Residents? They are registered permanent residents. Get yeah. them to the airport. Can I just tell you, we have a contest open right now. We have a, a beer that's a porter, and the porter has never had a name. And uh, so we're having a contest to name the porter right now in the brewery. So if anybody has an interesting name for a porter... Um, speaking Registered of per- permanent resident. Yeah, so uh, someone Porter. entered. Someone entered the name the D Porter the other day, which I thought was kind of funny. It was, it was very much of the, of the time, probably too early, probably too early, but very much of the time. Uh, and then we have four beers that constantly rotate. Uh, so right now there's a Porter, there's a Wit beer, there's uh, another American Pale Ale using a really cool hop called Eureka. 
um, that's brand new to us, and um, uh, a session IPA over there as well. That's when they struck gold because the immigrants came to America and the streets were paved with gold, right? Yes. Eureka. Indeed, Eureka. So let's talk about Jersey history. So beer history, you know, did anything ever happen in New Jersey before Michael Caine and Augie Carton started breweries? Not for I've been a very to, long time. I've been to Cape May Brewing. I like them. I mean, it's ironic that we all brought cans here because the first canned beer yeah. actually came Carton, from yeah. New Jersey. Oh, yeah. I, I, believe I, I, think, I think there's a Carton can floating around somewhere here. But let's go back. So I was talking to Pete earlier. Yeah. Augie you know, started us all. Colonial era. What was going on in, in Jersey? Were well, there breweries? A lot of people don't realize that Newark used to be one of the biggest brewing meccas in the United States, rivaled Milwaukee. And, um, I mean, after Prohibition, all that stuff kind of died off. And we have a big-ass uh, poster on our wall that uh, that shows about, <laughs> sorry about the curse, 80, you know, I think it's upwards of 50 or 60 breweries just in the city of Newark alone before Prohibition. And that's kind of the reason that we named ourselves Brick City, uh, partly because of the brewing history that was there and also because it was the name that sucked the least when we were trying to figure out the name. <laughs> I literally said it was like yeah. the 11th hour paperwork needs yeah. to go in. Which one do we hate the least? And Brian, you're, you're uh, you know, in Jersey City. <laughs> you're a pioneer. You're close to New York City. Um, you know, why Jersey City? I mean, I know there's like a big, you know, Anheuser-Busch brewery in Newark, right? Yeah. In New Jersey. So there is brewing in New Jersey. Absolutely, yeah. We, we're actually the one of only two functioning breweries in all of Hudson County. Uh, though back in the day, we... Um, Elementary's going to pop his lager now, too. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back in the day, there were, there were several breweries in Jersey City, West Bergen, West Union, Hoboken, and that never really developed afterwards just because at this point in time, uh, land is so expensive, rent is so expensive. It's going to be hard to move into that territory. We just happened to get super lucky. We found an old building, uh, the only national historical landmark in downtown Jersey City, happens to be two blocks from the Grove Street Path Station, uh, and it's historic historically designated for food and beverage manufacturing. So we were able to sort of scoot right in under the radar and, and get away with it. And Brian, I've known you for a few years. I know you were active as a home brewer first. How did you get started? Uh, I sort of actually, I, I, this is sort of a, a return to this studio for me because this was sort of the beginning of it all for me. I was on a, another podcast here uh, right after winning third place best in show in homebrew alley number seven. Probably Fement. You pretend like you didn't remember Chris that. Yeah. Fement about it with Chris Cusme and Mary Mazette. Uh, uh So that, that was uh, our gluten free IPA came in uh, third place in homebrew alley that year. Uh, right after I graduated the American Brewers Guild Brewing School, I knew all along that I wanted to do gluten-free beer. Uh, I knew to do gluten-free beer, I had to start my own brewery. I couldn't go work for somebody else because nobody is as crazy as I am or crazy enough to let me brew gluten-free beer on their system. Um, so we, we knew we had to do it uh, you know, all by myself at the very beginning. I know there's listeners that want me to ask more, but I don't want to ask more about gluten-free beer. Yeah, that's fine. We could skip it because we do 30-plus uh, non-gluten-free beers. Uh, bouncing around this table, we have our coffee stout that we brew in collaboration uh, with a local coffee roastery. Kind of tastes like a... Uh, Let's pour that. And Blake, yeah. just say on air what beer we just you just poured. You're uh, that is the Hackensack Lager. The Elementary. Um, the Elementary Hackensack Lager. It's a 5.5% uh, Munich Hellas. 
us. It's our we call it our shotgun beer. We do it in twelve ounce cans. We're not ashamed if you uh, just want a shotgun one or drink I've shotgun one over there. Yeah, they've done. What it a is a shotgun? Times. If you shoot, you know, you, you put you put a hole in the bottom of the can you? and yeah. <laughs> show, Pete, Pete can demonstrate, but you, you take oh, a key. He can demonstrate. You, I drive. You put a hole in the bottom of the can and you hold the hole up to your mouth and then when you crack the the top on the can. And that's the new immigration test. That's that absolutely. <laughs> if but, you don't know how to shotgun a beer, you don't get into America. I, but I, I tell you, speaking of just that's a while, solid test. Yeah, while, that's, uh, that's pretty good test. While Brian actually. was speaking, I, I used to live a couple blocks away from where Brian has his brewery, and I can honestly tell you, if, if he was there when uh, I lived in Jersey City a, a decade ago, I probably wouldn't have opened up my own brewery. The guy's doing some amazing beers, and it, he's awesome to be in that space. And I just want to return the favor because my favorite part about the elementary. Is that you hired Aaron as your sales guy? And we've all dealt with Aaron in previous lives, yes, and so Aaron it's just so great to be Wait, able to talk. Right. About if Aaron is listening, we'd all just like to know how much we like Aaron. Aaron who, guys? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron is the elementary yeah, sales Aaron, guy. Aaron, and what's his last name? Aaron Hordich is uh, is our sales director. And he's from New Jersey. Yeah, he's from New Jersey. He's from Hasbrook Heights. He's got a. We'll call it some. Although uh, we, we don't actually some, accept the fact that he's from Hasbrook Heights. No, we uh, well. He is from Hasbro Heights. So you, got, you guys do have, regional, have, inside you have regional differences. Yeah, oh, they're regional, city to city differences. <laughs> they're huge. Like the, how they pronounce food items in Hasbro Heights is completely different from any place else. But um, <laughs> like I was, I was like uh, mozzarella, like mutz. It's mozz. It's like I don't understand what the what the uh, discussion is. What, what, what the, okay, so, I don't understand what all that. So wait, about. so Pete, earlier on, Pete from Brick City, you said that we, I tried to ask you about. You know, New Jersey beer history. And you said in the Revolutionary War era, there was a brewery in Fort Lee. Yeah, there was a oh, brewery. Was it so, no, it was, uh, it was Fort Lee. And they were, they were technically the first brewery ever in Burton County. They never opened up. They've never sold beer. They never made beer. Just coincidentally, during the process of opening like up this brewery. 1770s, 1780s. Yeah, and I, 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 we have so many historians, actually, like through... The elementary and and Brick City, I guess, just because of our you know relation with like, like Newbridge Landing. Yeah, I mean, we have a yeah. lot of we yeah. have a lot of historian like professional historians come into yeah. the brewery. We don't have any of that. <laughs> so so magnify- we, single one. we have guys with muskets. Magnifies. Justin Beer Advocate. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> History starts in 2015, right? Yeah. So and it's a shame because actually a lot of the historians actually know this guy's name because the significance with it is that he started this brewery. He was about to open up. Revolution kicked off. He was a loyalist. And he's one of the very few people, I, I think maybe a dozen people that the U.S. government after winning the revolution was like get yeah. the yeah get so out so this is 1783 or something yeah the, there was actually a little bit before his history his dates yeah like i mean but they literally he was one of the one of the very few people they were like we're not historians <laughs> yeah we're clearly, <laughs> clearly not historians but he they literally like give me your some land, of your ancestors out. signed the declaration of independence Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Not, not well, mine. Well, no, no. <laughs> Teddy. There's a lot of history in America. Teddy, yeah. Teddy and he didn't sure sign declaration either. But no. the part <laughs> it sold Brian. But he did so important things. Let's He's tell us about this beer first. This yeah. is a, a stout. You're drinking modern cup of soul. It's sort of a 4.9% really light-bodied coffee stout. We collabed with a, uh, a local coffee roastery called Mod Cup Coffee Roastery. Basically, I drink my coffee black. Uh, as you saw earlier today, I am up very, very early in the morning and tend to be up very, very late. So I like to transition a nice black coffee in the morning, uh, a beer that tastes like a black coffee in the evening. All right. Well, I think I got the signal. So this segment's about to end shortly. And we'll be back in a few minutes talking more about Jersey Beer on 
Pure Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Yes. Hi. Hello. Hey, welcome back to Pure Sessions Radio on that. It's a crazy room in here, guys. Everybody's talking. Small talk. It's Joe, Pete. Everybody say their name quick. Quick, do your name. Joe from Brick City. Quick names. Pete, Blake from Brick City. Eric Magnified. Eric Magnified. Last one out. No, this is this is a crazy North Jersey. I love those sound effects. Thank you, David. Justin, we need sound effects like this for Steal This Beer. Make it happen. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite beer for me. But guys, let's um, let's let's do like our let's make it a beer tasting panel now. So we kind of know each other. I think everyone we've tasted she beers from she, each of you. She said she tore. We try to keep that quiet. That's Excuse me, Eric. Keep it quiet on the on the on the microphone. So now we, so Blake. Yes. Um, you're like a chemical engineer. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of real talent in this room. Yes. Do you think that a brewer has to have like science training to really be a good brewer? Um, I, I wouldn't say science training. Like in, in our case, there's myself and Michael, the two owners. He's a, the actual scientist. I'm the engineer. It certainly helps in the operation of the brewery. I don't think it's necessary to make delicious, delicious beer. Like we have, uh, you know, two full-time brewers that we employ. Um, they're very talented brewers. They operate on a system that um, you know that we designed according to quality parameters that Michael controls, and it's it's one big happy family. I don't think it's re- it's really required though. It's just how we operate as a brewery because it's in our nature. Yeah, and then Eric with an H, you know, you you've, you have brewed around. You were on the West Coast. You know, what, what are give us an example of a moment when you really learned like, wow, this is what it takes to be a brewer. Uh, when something goes very wrong. Um, that's usually when you kind of figure it out. So every um, day. The, uh, w- w- running and in, in, in working in Magnify, it's been, uh, you know, something will go wrong, and the other Eric who will go, like, he'll freak out, like, I can't believe, you know, we're screwed. I'm like, we're not screwed. I've done this. This thing has gone wrong for me before. Like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so I mean, is this your first startup, Eric? I don't freak out, by the way. You so, I mean the actual beer we're tasting now? Utopia. You freaked out on it and they fixed it, or what? No. No, this one I no, this one I was you know cool as a cucumber on this guy. Um, so tell us about the beer we're drinking now. So the beer we're drinking now is called Peak Oil. Uh, it's a beer that we kind of gave ourselves a challenge to make us extremely hoppy beer with not just hop or not just pelletized hops, which is the uh, the main type of. Uh, hops that people put in the pr- uh, processed hops that people put into beer. Uh, so we wanted to kind of make a, uh, a hoppy beer with uh, uh, distilled hop oil, which is it goes through a process and kind of just takes the pure essence of the stinky greatness of hops out uh, into liquid form. Um, and then we use this other product that everyone's kind of getting on uh, this this train nowadays called lupulin powder, which is another really refined Ooh. hop uh, product. Um, is that a secret? Let's kill it out. <laughs> it, it, I mean, Who's I put, using lupulin powder? We, I am not. We, we just bought our first packages, but we use hop oil, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, mean you know. I, I put it in a salt shaker and put it on my food. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, so we kind of gave ourselves the challenge to make a super sticky, greasy, juicy, hoppy beer that smells like gasoline and grapefruit. Um, so I have that another was, uh, I have a, I I have a chef friend who makes this great porchetta. And she swears by fennel pollen. 
Also, something Ooh. you can put in your shaker. We did yep. a. Uh, we actually did a firkin of our saison that we we actually uh, we have a, uh, a food or fermented saison that we do um, with Brett and a bunch of different fun little bugs in there. Um, but we did a firkin of that with strawberries and fennel pollen. That okay. I'm gonna next question. So like, I love that everyone's putting really great beers in the cans, and that's a great way to, to get beer, especially if you're not you know at a bar. But I want to go to your brewery. Is there something that you're doing serving on premise? like in a cask or some other format that's unique and a reason for me to go to your brewery other than just buying cans. So you can go with it, Eric. Yeah, well, for us, uh, Magnify. we have three year-round beers that we pretty much have all the time, but then we do uh, can releases basically every two weeks. Um, so pretty much on a two-week cycle, we're going to have new beers on tap. Uh, we also do a draft one-off roughly every four to six weeks. So, I mean, if you come one week and you come you know, a week or two later, you're going to get at least you know, one or two new beers. Um, so it's it's. So you don't have cool. like you're not making a special cask with uh, fennel pollen or we've oh, we, we do pollen. special perkins every I mean, once in a while. Like, yeah, we'll do that. Um, that's something. And then Blake too. So is there anything that unique about your tap room? Why I should travel there instead of just buying your cans in a bar? Yeah. So so before we leave Magnify real fast, I just want to say I visited their tap room for the first time in a couple weeks, or in a couple months actually, uh, a week ago and. Some of the best beers that I have at Magnify are not the ones they put in cans. The, the beers they put in cans are phenomenal. But I had Serge Saison for the first time in a while. The beer is absolutely first rate. And, and you never see that. It was, it was on tap at the brewery. Yeah, on tap at the tap. Uh, yeah, that's one phenomenal. of Brick City's yeah. favorite Saisons as well. Yeah. I, I'm, I know that everyone talks about cans. I'm a big fan of getting really good fresh beer on tap at a good bar or at the brewery. So. Yeah. You guys, too, at, at Brick City. We don't necessarily do like a – I mean, we're just – we have the smallest system here, basically. We have five barrel fermenters. We also have ten barrel fermenters, but I don't write nobody here is that. But maybe so you we, could do we, a beer sessions radio can, <laughs> like you did Illustrated News can. Exactly. It, it gives us more leeway, like with a five barrel system. I mean, we we can mess around with loggers and, and nails and stuff, and not necessarily have to worry about take a, a take a five thousand dollar hit or anything. Mm-hmm. Or, so Illustrated News, our buddy Tony Ford, he was so proud of that the Brick City Illustrated News can. How did you guys uh, come up with that beer? Well, actually, it was it was Tony. We we kind of gave him. We were like, all right, well, what kind of you know style of beer did you want to brew? And Tony, I mean, he, he likes IPAs, but he's an old school nineties, eighties Englishman. Yeah, and he's an Englishman. He <laughs> likes his malt forward beers, so he really wanted to do um, you know a wee heavy Scotch ale, and you know it's actually not a beer that we've actually had any experience of brewing. So we kind of just like went back, did some reading historical reading on the style and then uh you know me and pete sat down we picked out flavors that we thought might work and picked out you know ingredients that we thought would benefit it and you know when we came in that day if you read history what were things that stood out about a wee heavy of no hops almost (laughs) there's like almost no hops in the beer it's very it's more on the sweet side one pellet yeah it's like the cheapest beer to make (laughs) brian kulbach is departed souls I'm going to your tasting room. What's special? You know, I think uh, these guys at Brick City, they mentioned they have the smallest system at the five-barrel system. We do. Uh, we, we brew seven barrels at a time. We, we double-batch everything, or pretty much everything, into 15-barrel fermenters. Um, 
And you mentioned the cans before, and we kind of learned the hard way that we got a little aggressive with our cans and put out a beer that wasn't so so hot. And uh, uh, we've kind of dialed it back a little bit and brought out the old homebrew tippy system. Uh, and so we do at least once a month. We call it the Sin Series, uh, S-I-N-S Series. Sorry, I'm not sorry in case the beer tastes like crap. Uh, <laughs> and it's basically our anti-untapped series uh, because everyone is so eager to go online and lambast a beer they dislike and and blow up a beer that they they love uh and this is just our reminder that beer is supposed to be fun uh so every uh every month sometimes two or three times a month we'll brew 10 gallons of something we'll split it up we'll ferment it with two different uh yeasts or we'll give it two different hop treatments we'll do something unique about it and that beer will always only be available in the tasting room. It's not something that will yeah, ever we, get distributed we do, out. We do something very similar at the elementary. It, we, we call it the OTIG, the On Till It's Gone series. Exactly. And it's On Till It's You Drink It or We Dump It, whichever is first, right? It really depends on uh, on how the crowd is feeling on that day. I, I don't dump it. I bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the kegerator at home. That's a good home. question. Actually, that's a good, Blake, that's a good starting point. So, like, do you guys feel that because you have a tasting room, you can experiment more? Oh, yeah. You get a more yeah. chance to try out different styles? Oh, 100%. It's like we do, we do beers. Like we, we just did a beer um, uh, that's a Dusseldorf alt beer we introduced called Cardigan with a K. It's a little uh, 90s alt reference Kurt Cobain thing that we did. Um, you know, beers like that, they do really well in the tasting room. They don't sell worth a damn, like, to bars and restaurants because they're not really sure how to deal with that. Which is so I weird because we're doing Constantine with Cobain, a K. Because <laughs> he was cool. You can't? Yeah. I can't it's make a joke about the cardigan. Just do it. So just it's, do it. It's, it's all about he's the dead. cardigan. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. He's dead. So we, we had we had this alt beer. He's been dead like, for like, you know, like twenty six years. Yeah, you can laugh yeah. that now. We actually had a pretty horrific drawing on us. I don't want to try to erase boards out. It's just removed. <laughs> That's a little much. Yeah, it, 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 it's yeah. Bad. But when you when you look at the crazy. like the playlist from typical brewers, like you know, it's, it's a lot of it is uh, you know '90s alt. So yeah, um, f- fish and Grateful Dead, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that '90s alt? No, no. no. <laughs> is that why I should go? To? So Brian Cass, oh, so is it Cass or Cassie? Cass. Okay, Cass. 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 So you're you're a cool yeah. guy. You're doing a lot of things. You're taking photos today. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm gonna, gonna put you on my beer blog. To, do I'm allowed to right. shameless plug here? Idrinkgoodbeer.com. So I just did. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm taking pictures today because I've taken pictures of everybody's brewery in here, pictures of packaging and stuff like that. These guys always have some killer artwork, um, just great facilities. I like to show off the places and everything. Pour the last beer, and then this big question is, give us – I want the ultimate North Jersey brewery tour because – I'm going this weekend. Should I start in Jersey City? Should I start at Port Authority? I'm in. I'm coming to New York City. I'm visiting New York because I'm from England and Michigan, and I love you know New York City beer. If you're if you're coming from New York, I would I would do I would start out at Magnify and make your way back towards the city. How do I get city. to Magnify? I don't know, Eric. How the hell do you yeah, get so to Magnify? Shot from the GW Bridge, if you're driving. Yeah, if you're driving. Uh, there's also mass transit. Um, yeah, so if you take a bus, you can take a bus uh, to the New Jersey, uh, the New Jersey Transit bus to the Willowbrook Mall. And we're literally five minutes away from that. Um, so also, they shot Pete and Pete at the Willowbrook Mall, so you could do a tour of that <laughs> as a landmark thing. There you go. Get out of here. History. I didn't know that. But yeah, it's, it's, honestly, it's not. <laughs> really? It's not that far. So I'd probably, yeah, I would agree with that. Probably start there and then. But yeah, yeah, Jimmy, like, yeah, start at Magnify. Like, drive out to Magnify and Fairfield. You know, get some beers there. Maybe go have a bite to you eat guys at the Clover Leaf. You're just figuring this. You don't have a North Jersey beer tour, do you? No, because everything's nah, too far spread you apart. Should. So what if I go to Jer- if I go to Jersey City? I'm at Barcade, and then I go over to Departed Souls. Brian, 
how can I get to these other guys? And I can't be driving because I'm drinking. Uber. Question. Yeah. Uber is pretty easy from us. You can easily get to New Jersey Beer Company. That's about a $7 Uber. From yeah. there, I would say it's probably like a $10 Uber to, to elementary. And then you can $5 Uber from elementary to, to Bricks. To Bricks. Yeah. And, and then maybe like a $15, $20. We're probably 20 minutes from elementary. Yeah, so 15 Maybe So you're, talk, you're, you're talking only about $50 in Ubers, and it's well worth it at every stop for or the beers. Or if you just want to skip Brian altogether, the one. How about you no, just come I'm to me and then you go to like Barcade? It's true. You, you do have the beers there. You, you, you taste all of our beers. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the, Jersey City. I'm coming from Sweden. I, I'm in New York City. I went from, you know, I was in Portland, Maine, swung down through Hill and Farm Center from Vermont. Yeah. Now I'm in New York City. I want to go check out the new North Jersey Brewery. So the, the 167 bus line out of Port Authority will get you to us and very near Bricks. Yeah, right. It won't the get you to uh, to Brian, unfortunately. That's a different bus line. But if, I think if you're in Times Square, you could get on the Grove Street Path Station and end up at my door. So obviously, we need guys. We need uh, you guys need to put together a New Jersey beer tour because I'm already confused. But last beer that we're drinking, Pete, what did you just pour me? Uh, that is Deuces, actually. That's Deuces New England-style double IPA from Departed Souls in nice, Jersey man. City. Yeah. Uh, 7.4%, Azaka hops, uh, a bunch of weird stuff in there. Just I, trying to have I fun. I want to thank you guys for joining me. Let's just one more time. Let's start with these guys. Say your names, your brewery, and what town you're in in New Jersey. Uh, Eric from Magnify Brewing in Fairfield. Eric Carl from Magnify Brewing in Fairfield. Blake from The Elementary in Hackensack. Joe from Brick City Brewing in Little Ferry. Pete from Brick City Brewing in Little Ferry. Brian from Departed Souls at the Grove Street Pass Station in Jersey City. <laughs> and Brian Cass from I Drink at Beer. I drink at all the uh, breweries listed here. <laughs> and a big shout-out. Keep following us. Uh, you know, NYCBrewersChoice.com. It's our annual event. It supports the, the show and Heritage River Network. Uh, we're here March 1st in uh, downtown Brooklyn. I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors who helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Uh, you just said their names. I'll say them again. I guess it's Brian, Blake, Eric, Eric, Pete, Joe, and Brian, maybe someone else. But thanks for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producer, Justin Kennedy. Thanks for bringing all these guys. Thanks, Thanks, Justin. Justin. Engineer David Tagshore. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Cheers. All right, people. listening to heritage radio network food radio supported by you for our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events subscribe to our newsletter enter your email at the bottom of our website heritageradionetwork.org connect with us on facebook instagram and twitter at heritage underscore radio heritage radio network is a non-profit organization driving conversations to make the world a better fairer more delicious place and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. <laughs>